Hey guys, this is George. Um, just giving you guys a heads up before the episode starts. It's going to be a very long episode. It's going to be broken up into, into two different parts. Originally, I had a plan that it was going to be me and Christopher Gobin, who was in town. Um, we were going to talk about Breaking Bad. And then the second half, it was going to be me and Mike Gonzalez. Um, the second half of the episode ended up being very long, but it was all very, very good stuff. So... Um, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that it's going to be an extra long episode, but it's totally worth it. It's, as Breaking Bad fans, I guarantee you that you will really, really, really enjoy this episode. It's going to be very long, like I said, um, and it's going to be ex- very, very, very spoiler-driven. Um, like we said, we're going to talk about the entire show, the finale, and the conclusion of, of the whole series, and... And just everything that we can possibly think of that we felt was necessary to talk about, um, it's going to be covered here in this episode. So just wanted to let you guys know, heads up, if you have not caught up with the show, I I highly encourage you to please catch up with the show and uh, with Breaking Bad um, and then listen to this episode. Uh, So just a warning ahead of time. Do not listen to this show if you if you have not been caught up with Breaking Bad. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely uh, episode four. All the fans that have watched the entire series all the way through. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give you guys a warning, and I really do hope you enjoy. It's a it's a really fun episode. So so yeah, definitely enjoy, guys. Jesus, what was I thinking? Walt, please. Let's both of us stop trying to justify this whole thing and admit you're in danger. Who are you talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. Disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. What's up, movie and TV lovers, and welcome to Something Cinematic, the podcast where we talk about what we've recently watched in the world of movies and television. I'm your host, your host George Lopez, and this episode we're going to talk about Breaking Bad. In the first half of the episode, I'm going to be discussing the show with a returning guest, Christopher Goldman. Christopher Goldman, thanks for being here again. No problem. All Good right. to be here. All right, excellent. So uh, in the second half of the episode, we're going to have my co-host, Mike Gonzalez. So uh, Chris Goldman, like I said, you were on the show before. And what did we talk about? We talked about Oz, the Great and Powerful. Yeah. And um, something else. We played uh, a game. Yes, we played a game and Twilight. And Twilight. And we talked about Twilight. Yeah, that was a really fun episode with Christina Grant. Um, So if you guys have not listened to the episode, I highly encourage you guys to listen to it. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, Chris is in town right now from Washington, the wonderful, beautiful state of Washington, 
Yeah. Yes, the one and only. Yeah, the, I, I actually uh, actually recently visited. We had a good time. Great time. Hiked up a mountain. <laughs> we did, and went swimming in a mountain lake. We went swimming in a mountain lake, and it was awesome. A uh, ton of fun, so I can't wait to go back, man. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about, like I said, we're going to talk about Breaking Bad, the show that recently wrapped up on AMC, five years. It was an incredible finale that I, I can't remember what the number was, but the the finale actually drew about 10 million viewers. Yeah. I yeah, and it was just pretty incredible uh, considering the fact that every year before that, the season finale did grow in size uh, for, in viewership, but but I think season four was the highest, and it was only around like two to three, in between two and three million, Yeah, right? I think it was like two, two point something. Yeah, so like it's pretty incredible uh almost like a freaking what is, what is it like uh what is it was that making 400 percent 400 percent jump yeah or something like that yeah like it, it's pretty incredible that so many people watch the finale and i know a lot of people actually watch the finale without watching the show before it just wanted to be kind of a part of it which i think is stupid well, i think part of it too was netflix yeah. With it being on Netflix. So yeah, a lot of people were... actually caught up, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely true. But, yeah, it was an incredible event, and it's sad, man. Sad, it's over. Yeah, I've no... got nothing to watch on Sunday night. Right. So. <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, Walking Dead's coming back. It's true, but, yeah. you know, it's not the no same. No Breaking Bad. It's not the same at all. So, yeah, so so we're going to, this episode, we're going to discuss our feelings about the finale and just the show overall. This, like I said, this first half, it's going to be me and Chris, and the second half, it's going to be me and Mike. So let's just, I guess, jump right into it, man. Um, let's do it. Yeah. What, what did you think? What did you think about the finale? Um, I thought it was really good. It was kind of tied everything up. Yeah. Just yeah. one little thing, you know, like, that kind of leave you hanging with uh, afterwards with everybody else's family and right. Jesse and everybody, you know, what happened to them. Yeah. You know, it kind of left it open. They lived, yeah. but, right. yeah, but I guess it kind of leaves it open for that, yeah. something that, in the future. That's true. Um, they did the only the only uh, story really they closed off is the Walter White story. Yeah. But you're right. They didn't. You don't really find out. You're not. You're not sure what's going to happen with Jesse. You're not sure what's going to happen with his family. You know, his wife uh, or his. You know, and, and his kids. Yeah. Um. I was I was fine with that though. You know. I think it, I think it's it, it still was it was a good ending. It was, it was a really good ending. You know, like you said, they were able to tie up a lot of. Like just end everything, or like for the most part, you know. Yeah. And I think most of the predictions that people had were pretty accurate, considering how much information they gave you before they got to the finale. You know, with with uh, with the flash forwards and everything. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people were able, you know, like uh, well guessed it right to a certain extent. I guess. Uh, a lot of people were expecting that. Lydia was gonna die via the ricin. Yeah. But like one of the biggest things that people weren't sure about was what was gonna happen between Jesse and Walt. Um, and but you know like there was obviously in a flash forward that we saw at the beginning of season five, we saw you know that that Walt had a, a gun. Yeah. And uh, with a tremendous amount of ammo, <laughs> and so we knew that he was gonna attempt some kind of crazy shit. And uh, you know most people pretty much assumed that he was gonna go back and. And 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 uh, fight the uh, the the Nazis <laughs> as people refer yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, but so like that happened, you know. So a lot of stuff really did happen. But I think that they did leave a lot of stuff. They, there was still some element of surprise throughout the finale. 
What do you feel about that scene when he went to go see his uh, former partners, business partners? What do you think about that scene? What were you thinking when you saw Walter White hidden there in the shadows as they were walking into well, the humongous when I, house? <laughs> when I first thought, you know, because he's seen the their interview in the bar where they basically said that, oh, he was nothing. Yeah, he when they were Charlie Rose. The, yeah, yeah. You know, he helped with the name of the company. He didn't contribute anything. Right. And even that, they were like, I thought, if, you know. You know, the way they they kind of built Walt's character up to, he slowly got, you know, kind of more evil and evil as the show went on. Yeah. I thought for sure, you know, he's going to go in there and destroy them. Kill them. Kill right them Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it was, I actually thought it was cooler the way he did that. And, yeah. How he kind of used him to try to help his family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was out, that... And and that's the thing, like, for most of the episode, it was it was just like that. Everything was very subtle, things were just very calm, but it was still really like had you on edge at the same yeah. time. And and that's what the show has done throughout in its entire run, really. You know, they were able to just hold you at the edge of your seat for forty five minutes. Even if, if, if nothing major happened, you were always just totally you know, involved in the story and involved in everything that was happening. And I think the finale was, just did that to like level 10, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was a, a amazing scene. I loved it. I, I was kind of worried too that he was going to go over there to kill him, but then obviously he was just using them to give money to, to his family, you know, some of the money yeah. they had left over. So that was just a, an amazing scene. And then as the episode went along, where you know he finds out that after that, he, like he finds out that Jesse is still cooking his meth, and he's still cooking with the uh, neo Nazis or yeah. whatever they, people call them. And so, what did you think about that? Do you think that Walter at that point was gonna go and try to kill Jesse too, or or what are your thoughts about that? Because because obviously we know what happened in the end. Like, what well, were you thinking? Did, did you think that he was going to plan on, on killing him, too, along with those guys? Or did you always think that he was going to go try to save him? I, I thought that he was going to try and save him. There's always that, mm-hmm. kind of that bond they had. Yeah. You know, but, like, I I get that. Like, so, you know, but at the same time, I don't think so. Like, even when you look at his face, when he's sitting in the car with Badger and Skinny Mike, mm-hmm. you know, when he finds out that Jesse's a part of him, like, up to that point, he thinks that Jesse is probably dead, right? Yeah. Like, he, he has pretty much assumed this whole time that, that they did kill him. And then he finds out, holy shit, Jesse is working with them. And and you can see the anger in his face. Yeah. Like, I think up to that point, he was still anti-Jesse. Like, he still hated Jesse. And, and, and then later on, when he goes and finds out that, that Jesse was actually their prisoner, I think that's when he decides... That he was not gonna kill him, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I get, I get what you're yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I I still think he was kind of like really pissed off at Jesse throughout, you know, the whole thing. But uh, but yeah, that that was uh really great. Um, so he had this machine gun, and, and considering that Scarface was openly referenced often throughout the run of the show, especially yeah. by the creator, Vince Gilligan. I don't know if you know this, but he he would always refer to it as, you know, as like kind of like Walter White is becoming Scarface. Uh-huh. You know, that's what he would always say. And so you see the gun and you know that he's going to go try to do something crazy. Yeah. Did you, what do you think about that? Like how... Well, when they first, when they showed like the flash forward yeah. at the beginning of season five, 
or season five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From season four, the the group, the skinheads or the Nazis or whatever, they weren't really in the scene, so you didn't know what. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, what he was, who he was going up against, or what. Yeah. So you know, you just kind of figured, you know, well, something's crazy. Yeah, something's crazy gonna happen. Yeah. What do you think about the way he ended up using the gun, though? You know, like, okay, so, like, they kind of throw you off in a way because, like I said, they've been talking about the Scarface ending and all that stuff, yeah. like, this him go, becoming Scarface. And, obviously, in Scarface, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Scarface. If you haven't like, seen it, then yeah, <laughs> that's real. Like, he, he, he just fucking starts, he, he loses his mind and starts shooting everybody, you know, like, yeah. he's killing people like that. But Walter did it a different way. You know, like he did, he wasn't walking into this place holding that gun on his hip yeah. and just mowing guys down. And That's not like, exactly how it happened. That was perfect for his character because he's a smart guy. Yes. And he's always thinking, you know, it's kind of like a chess, you know, a chess game. Think a couple steps ahead. Yep. And you know, I think that was, you know. Logically, that's what he would do. He'd right. do something like that. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it too is the fact that even to the very end, Walter White still used his head. He still used his brain. He's, he uses his genius, I guess. Yeah. To create something to solve a problem, and like that's that's so awesome that they did that. You know, it, like I said, it, for me, I would not have liked the ending of him running in there like that, going Rambo style and just shooting <laughs> people up. Yeah, like I mean, for that's me, not, that's not him. Right, exactly. So it was perfect. Like the fact that he created something to to save, you know, himself in a situation to yeah. to accomplish what he wanted to well, accomplish by creating this like pivoting robot was, arm. It was necessarily to save himself. Either. Uh, oh, right. Okay. He was dying. He knew it, so he was going in there like he didn't care. Yeah. So yeah. it was. So he if pretty, he makes it out, he makes it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was really planning on getting out of there at all. What do you um? So okay, so now the Jesse and Walter White confrontation. Like this is something that people have been waiting for this whole final season. Whether or not Walt was going to kill Jesse, whether or not Jesse was going to kill Walt, you know, like people just didn't know. What did you think about that whole scene? That final scene where them two, just them two, after Walt has killed all these other people and saved Jesse's life. Like, what do you think about that? Like, about how that was handled? I don't know. I don't really... What do you think was going to happen? Did you expect Jesse to actually pull the trigger? No, I didn't expect him to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect kind of kind of sappy both of them walk out and, you know, oh, you saved me. Yeah. Whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You expected, like, the full-blown happy ending kind of yeah, thing? You never... Yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, you kind of see... The character that Jesse had became in the... He kind of turned into the good guy, and he's seen that, that Walter was shot. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if he's dying anyways, I'm not gonna... Right. And he kind of stood up for himself all them times that mm-hmm. Walter kind of, you know, made him do stuff that kind of tricked him into doing stuff he didn't want to do. Yeah. And he started to realize that, and then he's like, you know, I'm not... Right. You want this, I'm not... Right. I'm not doing what you want, and... I'm right, doing he, what I want for one time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I, I love that. Uh, I wish there would have been a little bit more of uh, of his character in this episode. But overall, like, when it came down to it, when he was there and everything, it was, it, it was, it came out to be, like, really effective. It was perfect. That's what I was worried, man. Like, before the season started, I was certain that Walter was going to go, you know, was going to end up killing Jesse at some point, you know? Yeah. And... You know, when that happened, like I said, I was still under the impression that he wanted to kill Jesse. Up to the point 
to, that he saw him for the first time since yeah. since they were in the middle of the desert and he was being whisked away by the Nazis. Like I I thought that he still wanted him dead. Um, and I think you see that I, I I'm telling you I think you see that in his facial expressions when he when he finally sees when he sees that Jesse is all chained up and he looks terrible. Yeah, I think that's where. It kind yeah, of, it's kind of like oh shit, like man, like he, he goddamn, like what yeah. is it, what is happening? Like like I think that's when he realized like I need to at least help him, you know. And I think in that same moment, it's like when he finally found uh he found some kind of sense of redemption in himself too and he's like okay i need to save him at least yeah and so like that's why obviously he ran up to him he tackled him and he started pushing the button and you know to save his life yeah i was glad i was also glad that jesse didn't shoot him you know like i i don't know i i, I think that would have taken jesse's character a couple steps back too yeah you know like a lot of people because like okay so people are still team walt up to this point you know like people had still sympathize with walt uh there's a lot of division <laughs> With uh, with Breaking Bad viewers, yeah, some people have been Team Walt for the whole five seasons. A lot of people became anti anti Walt, you know, sometime in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, you know, considering all the terrible shit he's done and and the way he's been, you know, had a strong influence in ruining Jesse's life. So, what about you? Were you Team Walt throughout the five seasons? Um, well, I kind of kind of flipped. That was at the beginning because you know he's trying to help his family. And yeah. He's, he's trying to, and then he starts you know, one bad thing after another, and he starts yeah. getting a little badder and badder. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, in the same point, at the beginning of the series, Jesse was a dirtbag. Yes. He was just a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, all of a sudden, he starts getting better, and you see him kind of. And there's a point in the season, the series where. When they're working together and they're getting along, you know, I think that's where they're they're even. They're kind of, you know, both kind of yeah, good characters. Right, yeah. And then you see, see him start pulling away. They kind of leapfrogged. Yeah, and Jesse so starts turning good and Walt starts turning bad. Yeah. And you can see it like when um, what was the name of the kid that Jesse was seeing the girl that had Brock. the kid Brock? Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of see it. You know, he's caring for this kid and everything, and that's. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants right. the family and everything, and then Walt's kind of slipping away, and he's just into... His meth business. Wants to, you know, making money and yeah. cooking meth and everything, and it's just kind of... The gap starts getting bigger and bigger. Right. I think the, the train heist episode was... Yeah, right. Walt was like, oh, whatever, they shot this right. the kid. Yeah, and right. Jesse was, like, taking it hard, like, like what the hell? Yeah. You're right. And, it, like, that's probably one of the stepping stones towards uh, Walt losing his humanity. And, yeah. You know, like you're right. You're totally right. I think for me, I was not. I was definitely not Team Walt at the end. I was. I think I lost my th my sympathy for Walt. About um, I guess it was early season five, the first half of season five, if I remember correctly. But it was it was after the train heist. It was actually yeah. after when he killed Mike. Well, yeah, and that's. I mean, you know, and that that just kind of added on to yeah. Yeah, but his reaction to when the little kid was shot at the when right. they were robbing the train. I mean, that's like there was no remorse, no nothing. Oh yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was, and that kind of like brings us to uh, Todd, who Todd was the one that shot the uh, yeah shot the little boy. What did you think about Todd overall throughout the the, the show? <laughs> I think he kind of looked like uh, Matt Damon with Down right? Syndrome. Right? But... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not the only one that thought yeah. he looks like Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, kind of with Down Syndrome. Oh, that's terrible. But no, like, but, yeah. You yeah. know, 
She was fucking great. Like, like the performance by Jesse Plemons, I think, is the one that, who plays uh, Todd. But yeah. he was awesome. Like, yeah. he played that it, character perfectly. It was a good... He was a great character. I just but got... I don't know, just... He's like this 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 weird guy. This very... but like the the way he looked, he kind of you know just he looked like this nice kid. Yeah, everything he didn't look like you know he'd be in that much trouble you know. Right. And then like some of the stuff he does, it's like what what is he doing? Right. He, he doesn't yeah. look like somebody that but he's like a sociopath. You know, yeah. like, he's just this crazy guy. Like he has like extreme politeness and 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 his manners. But at the same time, he's he's cold blooded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very cold blooded, and I think the perfect part that kind of summed up his character is the scene with him and Skyler, um, which was about about uh, I mean, I think it's probably when he was around in the house yeah. episode fourteen around there yeah. of season five. Yeah, when they break into the house and yeah. they're wearing the ski masks and stuff, and that scene where where Todd is talking to Skyler. And like threatening her, but not directly. And he has his hand on her shoulder. He's kind of like rubbing her too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was just like, like this <laughs> gave me goosebumps. Like this guy, ah, oh, was incredible. Like yeah, the character. He, was, he played the character pretty good. Yeah, that was that was great, man. All right, so uh, I don't know. Was there anything else you can talk about? I can't think of anything else. Overall, the performances were all really great, right? Oh, over yeah. throughout the entire show's run, I think everyone I mean, was great. Just, Everybody they had on there was yeah, you know, it, you know, Brian Cranston obviously is the man that drove this entire show. Yeah, incredible. But then you know he had an amazing supporting cast. Uh, Aaron Paul had some amazing scenes throughout the whole show too. Definitely. So, what uh, what happens now? What happens now? I'll tell you. What happens now? Your scumbag brother-in-law is finished. Done. You understand? I will own him when this is over. Every cent he earns, every cent his wife earns, is mine. Any place he goes, anywhere he turns, I'm going to be there, grabbing my share. He'll be scrubbing toilets in Tijuana for pennies. And I'll be standing over him to get my cut. He'll see me when he wakes up in the morning and when he crawls to sleep in whatever rat holes left for him after I shred his house down. I will haunt his crusty ass forever until the day he sticks a gun up his mouth and pulls the trigger just to get me out of his head. That's what happens next. Yeah, man, every, everyone, the whole cast is just great, and uh, it's a shame. It's over. I know. No more Breaking Bad. Hopefully, but, yeah, uh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> it is very sad. So, have you been watching The Walking Dead? No. Time? You haven't watched any of it? No. No? Okay. I kind of well, thought about it. It's on Netflix. And I uh, catch up. And... Yeah. I, I, all I know is that, I mean, like, I've talked about it on the show before, too, and I'm kind of like, 
kind of in between for yeah. that show. Like I, I, I loved it and I hated it at the same yeah. time. Uh, I just don't think that show can fill the void. No, it's not. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, any anything else? Like any favorite episode, favorite moment that you can think of? Oh. I'd really have to. Try. You <laughs> There's think so it? many. Um, yeah, uh, the the train iced was was fantastic, yeah, that, incredible. Um, when the two cousins were coming after Hank, right? In yeah, the grocery store parking lot. That was amazing. And he got the got the phone call like right before. Yeah, that was just like <sighs> had your heart racing. Yeah, sitting there like what what's know? gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, so ah, uh, Breaking Bad, you're done, and uh, you'll be greatly missed. Oh yes. <laughs> Great but show. uh yeah all right so uh thanks chris again for no uh, joining me today we'll be back i'm going to be back and record a second part with uh mike gonzalez in the meantime please enjoy this very special message from los cuates de sinaloa Entre la gente mafiosa, su fama se ha propagado, causa de una nueva droga que los gringos han creado. Dicen que es color azul y que es pura calidad. No le han avisado Alright, welcome back to part two of this Breaking Bad episode of Something Cinematic. Um, in this half of the episode, I'm going to be joined by Mike Gonzalez. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Alright, so i uh, going to get Mike's thoughts here on the finale and also the, the show as a whole, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Mike, so uh, what did you think, man? You know the the, the final episode. Uh-huh. What were your uh, the big moment? Everybody's been yeah freaking out, waiting for this to happen. Yeah, um, I liked it. I liked it. I I I did have some issues with how conveniently everything did seem to kind of fall into place. Yeah, uh, 
I think it could be described as, you know, the happy Walt ending. Right. In in Wayne's world terms. Right, yeah. Uh yeah, I but I at the end of it, like I was I had a huge smile on my face. Like I was the degree to which they nailed it is really impressive. I mean, they were kind of juggling so many different things and that the, the fact they were able to pull it all together, pull all those little plot lines and all little loose ends mm-hmm. and tie them all together in a really satisfying way and I think I think thematically consistent way uh it was really impressive and I was really happy with what they did. Yeah, it was it was really great and uh like you said too um like I I can see why people would have thought that things ended a little too perfectly. Uh-huh. You know, it's it seems like people are like people are saying that everything kind of worked out for Walt, uh-huh. you know? And and it was kind of like a happy ending in a way, right? Yeah. But to me, it was it's still very tragic. Everything is is still very tragic. Mm. You know, and and the reason I say that is because well, yeah, okay, uh why was or Walter was able to take care of some of the things that he wanted to take care of, but mm. at the same time he he died. Yeah. You know, he's he he lost his life, and he lost his family in the end. Mm-hmm. And you can you, you you know yeah he was able to go see Skyler. He was able to say goodbye to his daughter, but he didn't get to say goodbye to his son. Yeah, and that's a it's an interesting point because yeah. he was he was able to get some degree of closure with almost everyone that we've seen. I mean, yeah. not with uh, Saul Goodman, but that happened mm-hmm. I guess last episode, and that wasn't really closure. That was kind of. That was kind of Saul's way of getting one back, right, at least. Exactly, yeah. Or, you know, kind of coming up from under this cloud of, of Walter White. Yeah. Or Heisenberg, if mm-hmm. you believe in the disio- disassociation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I do. Uh, but, yeah, he did. Well, he was able to get closure with virtually everyone on the show except for his son, which yeah. is, like, his strongest relationship. The exactly. relationship that it was, it was most important for him to preserve throughout the show. Exactly. That yeah. he, it was so important to him that, that Walter Jr., Flynn looked up to him and saw him the way he wanted to be seen. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't get that and the fact like the the show ends with Walter Jr. hating him. And I yeah, and I think, And actually thinking worse of him probably than he even is. Yeah. And that, that's like the biggest tragedy of the whole show in uh-huh. my eyes when it comes down to that because when you look at it too, that's kind of, that's one of the major reasons he kind of did it too. Like he mm-hmm. got into this business and started doing all this because he noticed and you can watch it like when you, if you rewatch some of the first few episodes, you can tell that that Walter is a little bit jealous and or a little bit. like he, he's a little <laughs> bit jealous of of his of of, of Hank's of his son's relationship with his Hank. son's relationship with Hank, and it's like he you can tell that that uh, Walter Jr. looks up to his his uncles, mm-hmm. you know, and then and so like I think a lot of that had to do with Walter kind of you know trying to be a badass in his own way and and trying to gain his son's kind of you know like uh, admiration in some way mm-hmm. and so i you know and in the end he does not get that at all he completely loses his son you know his son obviously like there was that scene where his son is telling him just i wish he would just die already yeah why aren't and, you and it's already? like you know so so in the end it was just in like to me it was just a, a total tragic ending uh, yeah <laughs> totally i mean it was Aside from that, though, it, everything else worked out as perfectly as you could okay, imagine. Okay, not total, you're right. Heading into that season. <laughs> or, I would say, like, not, it's not ideal for where he started out. Yeah. It's not the ideal ending, obviously. But heading into that final episode, like, it couldn't have gone any better for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, perhaps they could have put some closure with him and, and his son, but... yeah. I mean, that might be just beyond believable at this point. Was the outburst at him, was that in the second to last episode? 
Uh, when he called his son and he blew yeah, up at him? Yep, that was the okay. second last episode. Right. He was in so that then, bar. I mean, at that point, you know there's no coming back for that yeah. relationship. So everything that happened in the final episode was kind of, you know, him rolling the dice and, and getting six every single time. Right. Yeah. I, I guess. You look at how, how he came back, right? There's the first thing in the car. He, he goes into the car. He says that little prayer. There's been a lot of discussion over oh, <laughs> who is he praying to? Because people yeah. are saying, is he praying to God? Because he's not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he is he saying like a, a silent prayer to Heisenberg to kind of give himself the fortitude to get back? I mean, I what like is that it? one. I, you like that one? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a different interpretation. I think it's just, you know, I'm an atheist, but put me yeah. in a situation like that. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on, somebody else. Right, I know, exactly. Yeah, you're right. But, but yeah, but then the, the kind of convenience of, of like he's in this car... And he doesn't have the keys, and then he just flips down the thing, and the keys fall to him. It's like everything just kind of works out. The, the, yeah. the idea that I mean, obviously, the big finale, he he rigs the machine gun that we've all been seeing and building up to for the last season now, mm-hmm. and he rigs that in the back of the car, and then positions the car perfectly to hit everybody. But perfectly. that's the thing. Uh, all right, so like I can kind of defend that in a way, right? Uh-huh. Because first of all, this is kind of something I talked about with Chris earlier too. It w- was. The fact that he was able to solve a problem by using his head this time again, you know, yeah. like like they were able to give Walter that, you know, it, it wasn't just him walking in there like a lot of people expected doing, you know, Scarface yeah. uh, style and, and just start start mowing guys down or whatever. Yeah, I think people like, clung a little too literally because uh, <laughs> Vince Gilligan had said that prior to the show. I mean, that's how he pitched it. Yeah, it's Mister uh, Mister Who. It's a like children's novels, I think, of, of a teacher. Uh-huh. And it's Mr. Mr. I forget his name, I don't know. but Mr. Something to Scarface. That was his mm. whole pitch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The super yeah. nice teacher into the, the, right. the villain. I think people clung a little too closely to that. Yeah, yeah. assuming they were going to see an actual Scarface ending. Right. And it seems pretty clear what he meant by that. He was just going to turn a really, really good guy into a really, right. really bad guy. That's true. But I mean, obviously, they, they kind of like. It's but yeah, like, you're right. I think a lot of people were expecting him, especially even with the at flash points, forward with myself. Yeah. <laughs> we're expecting him to like so, so end up with a machine gun in his hands, right. mowing people down. So, even though that's like, I mean, I, I would say that's unrealistic. But a lot, I think a lot of the show is unrealistic, and I think mm-hmm. people often call it realistic is like one of the big positives of the show. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been realistic. I think it's always been very just detailed and interesting. But like, there are yeah. lots of things where like. When he walks in, who is it? Uh, was it Tuco? Yeah. yeah right. When he walks, he walks in with in. the explosive in his hand and throws yeah. it at the ground, and everyone's like blown away except for yeah. the guy who was standing over where it went up. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not. It's never been particularly realistic. It's just been great. Yeah. Oh, just defend that specific scene. Uh-huh. Um, he's expecting it, so I can see him kind of. You it's know, still a little <laughs> not impacting me as much while everyone is caught off guard. But there, but there anyways, are so many points over the series right, where right. like, oh, things just kind of fall into place. Right, but like, yeah, I, irrespective of it, his, you know, you know going, machinations. Going back to your point about him positioning the car and all that stuff yeah. and rigging it and everything, but like, that's what I, I actually like that because it's him using his brain to solve a problem. Like he uh, creates this thing to to do that specific thing. Yeah, a right? turret. But <laughs> at, but then at the same time, yeah, he positions the car perfectly. But but. He and knows then nobody, where they're going. And then like nobody checks the car, right. even though they're like super security at that point. And they're, uh, like they have a guy look through his windows and everything and check him out. And they don't leave him alone with anything. And But I, I think like he's by himself, right? Yeah. You know, you don't, they don't really think of him as such of a, a, a threat. They, they've looked at these. They saw him uh, well, see, beforehand. And they're like, wow, he's like, he looks terrible. That's interesting you say that. Because I think a lot of people forget that he is viewed by a lot of the bad guys in the mm-hmm. show. As this, like, bumbling loser. Exactly, yeah. But I would say, like, the guys who that least applies to is the Nazis, or as they're eventually called. Uh, Because, 
every think of every meeting they've had with him. Yeah. He's very stoic, very controlled, like he's in charge. But and what then I'm, the only the okay. stories they hear about him from uh, from who Todd. Yeah. Are about what a super genius he is and how he like pulled off these like a heist of the century perfectly. Their last interaction with him, yes. Yes, with, exactly. Uh, That's what it is. is. That last interaction of when uh, they stole eighty million dollars from him. Uh, so it's like, yeah, we can get over on this. Like this guy's nothing. Uh, like he let us take his money. I get it. I and I get so, I'm not raising too much of a stake. Yeah. I think it is anyways. You can easily make the argument. Like right. they went and checked the car. They right. didn't it would yeah. make sense for them to check the trunk. I, yeah, I think it would I mean, make sense for them. But it's also they don't like do what it could they pants. have possibly been expecting in the trunk? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like fifty guys it's are like right now. To paraphrase you know? that classic, you know, movie criticism line: Why didn't they look in the trunk? Yeah, because the script said they didn't look. You know, in the trunk. and up to that point, he seemed really desperate when he came up to Todd and Lydia. He came off as really desperate. He needs uh, money, so they're just like, "Oh yeah, we just need to get this guy inside and just kill him now." But at the same time, he told him, um, the guy that was in the car with him, he told him, "We're going into that building." So then that's why yeah. he's like, "Okay." And he's like, stop, stop. No, he's I mean, like, no. yeah, obviously he puts so the car you know, in front. So it's not like he was just stopped and it just happened to stop at that point. And but he like, also oh. happened to stop in a perfect where the radius would hit everyone in the room. He kind of judged it. That's why he was. <laughs> that's why he kept pulling forward and, and wouldn't stop. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, so what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking about just like the, the sentiment that the, the, the finale wrapped up too conveniently. Right, exactly, yeah. Which, but, I mean, I guess I don't have that much of a problem with because the alternative is them not wrapping things up conveniently. Mm-hmm. There being loose ends. Yeah, there I, are I think a lot of loose ends. There, some of the kind of problems that people have had with it, and, and this is not my view, uh, has been that people thought he was really going to pay for what he had done. Mm-hmm. That there was this, there, there was a, a feeling that the overall thrust of the show was that he had turned from a good guy to a bad guy. And there's mm-hmm. this a play on the idea of the anti-hero that we see in like every TV show now. Yeah. Ever since The Sopranos, that has been like the big thing. Mm-hmm. You're, the hero of your show is like a bad guy. Uh, and this kind of takes it, <laughs> takes it to its logical conclusion uh-huh. of you can't have your main character be the anti-hero without becoming the villain. I mean, the villain is the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. So him becoming fully the villain, people wanted to see him go down like a villain. They wanted to see him punished. They wanted to see him killed by the good guy. Yeah. And I don't think that's what... I mean, clearly now we see that's not what Vince Gilligan had in mind. That's not mm-hmm. what he wanted. But I think that's what a lot of people... A, a lot of people wanted to see Walter White in pain. They wanted to see him hurt mm-hmm. for his misdeeds. There was, a, there was a lot of speculation heading into the final episode. Obviously, everybody had different theories, uh, but some of the popular theories revolved around uh, basically him being the last person standing. Yeah. Like, essentially, you know, his wife, his child, both children dying, mm-hmm. being murdered as a result of his actions, things he set into motion, as a kind of way of emotionally punishing him before his own death or, or punishing him in the end, mm-hmm. that he has wrought so much evil and now it is laid at his feet and he has to suffer for it. And I think people were upset that that's not what happened. That in the in the end, he was to some degree redeemed. In, in everyone's in in I say the, the eyes of most of the people who are important to him, not necessarily obviously his son. Right. He that is the relationship now that's going to to suffer for it. But you see, obviously his wife knows from what he told her that uh, he he was not responsible for Hank's death. That he did everything he could to stop it. Yeah. Uh, his son doesn't know that. His son very explicitly stated how he blames him. Mm. In his eyes, he murdered Hank. I mean, he doesn't know the actual story. Yeah. So that's what he, you know, you wonder, is his mother ever going to tell him the truth? Mm. I, I feel like their last interaction kind of paves the way for him, for her to look back fondly yeah. toward Walter. Skyler. 
all the things that I did. You need to understand. If I have to hear one more time that you did this for the family. I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it. And I was really I was alive. The entire series essentially mm -hmm. takes place in like two years. Or it takes place in exactly two years, I think. Yeah. Yep. So you have to remember that. And she only found out about it like one year after into this. So for a year now, she's had Heisenberg in her life mm -hmm. and, and kind of bad Walt. When they've had, you know, a lifetime before that of, of you know, a really great relationship. And he was seemingly a great guy. And, and we can see now in retrospect a really kind of great life he had beforehand mm -hmm. that he yeah, looked right. back so negatively on. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I feel like he that kind of laid the groundwork for that relationship mending, and and he was able to leave the money to his son, so he was able to accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like he really came out in the best possible way. That's true. With what he headed into that final episode with. Yeah, and that's not a I bad guess, thing. I mean, yeah, I you're looking at it from that we way, spoke yeah, about right. it beforehand, and and I wasn't one of those people who who wanted to see him suffer. I was one of those people who. I saw that he could be redeemed, and I was hoping to see him redeemed in some way. We were talking about why he came back, yeah. which we could talk about a little more because I think I still think that's brilliant. Yeah, the, the head fake of that final him watching that uh, the Charlie Rose segment, yeah, yeah. And, and like flipping out or yeah. appearing to be just like so angry, and then coming back, and we were both you know conjecturing before we saw the final the, the finale, like why he was coming back, and you had one theory and I had another theory, uh -huh. uh, but I, I was hoping that he would come back in some in some act of redemption mm -hmm. and I think ultimately that's what happened uh, thankfully yeah. although you were I, I give credit you were partially right in your prediction I was right in a lot of my predictions well you make a lot of <laughs> predictions which oh I, come on for the record you just predicted uh, who was going to be nominated for an Academy ben Award Stiller. Ben Stiller okay it's for the for record for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty yes Hey, you heard it right here first. I just I want it down on wax. <laughs> All right, whatever. But Not yeah, right? you were, but you you were. I mean, I, I think in a way we were both right. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, yeah? Because you thought he was going to come. You, you thought the reason, the main thrust of why he was coming back was the blue meth. Yes. And yeah. and there absolutely was a component of why he came back. Exactly. There's also, and I thought he wanted to come back because he wanted to. Uh, uh, I guess get redemption with his family and, and yeah. get closure there and he did that was part of it but I think everybody you, me and seemingly everybody who saw it missed because it's very very well done be careful what you're about to say because I think I know what you're going to say go ahead well the, what the, a big thing that he saw when he was watching that interview is he saw a plan to get his money to his family ah okay <laughs> I think Which, you're going to say about something about Jesse, but go ahead. No. <laughs> well, obviously, really? like... See, I did not get that. Like, in that... I, I think that's kind of one of the things I had a problem with was when you're watching... When, when you're watching his facial expressions in that second to last episode when he's watching that Charlie Rose episode, mm -hmm. he's furious. Like, he's he's mad. And it's like... And then what ends up happening is he goes over there and uses him, like you said, to give money to his son. Yeah. Like, to me, that wasn't... It was like... Well, like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't. Well, because in that interview, that, in in their interview, they were talking about not only minimizing his role, and I think that's what really set him off. Yeah, the fact that they just completely minimized 
his involvement in the company. They were like rewriting history to make yeah. him even less important. Right. And as we know, you know, now that the series has wrapped up, that is that is the primary motivator that pushed him into what he did essentially was the, the feeling of being unimportant, the feeling of not being respected, not having the respect of the people around him. Right. And but he didn't do like. That, what they mentioned in that interview is they're charitable. The, the, the fact that they've given away millions, they're doing yeah. all this stuff for drug prevention, and they're giving away. And clearly, he registered with, with that, that as a way, yeah. as a way to say, okay, well, these are charitable people. They could give my son nine million dollars, and they're yeah. so rich. No, but you and don't they're get so charitable. That. Nobody, you don't get that. You, you I, I think in, that's in, by design. In the end, you figure it out like, okay, yeah, obviously. That well, makes within sense, like the first five but, minutes of the next episode. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but like when when it's happening in that second to last episode, yeah. the last scene. It's like he's furious. Like he wants to go attack them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I so think like that's, how does that that's a deliberate to some degree a head fake? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's such a head fake, but uh-huh. it doesn't justify the end of that. You know, the okay. other end of it. You know what I'm saying? Well he's still angry. Yeah. And he's still you he he went back and, and brought a reckoning with him. I, I yeah. think yeah, it's totally consistent mm. if you go back and rewatch it, I think. In the moment it's not, but I think they were deliberately I mean they're they were working with such a such an an incredible amount of fan speculation at that point, yeah. that they had to do something to just kind of throw That's people off true. the scent for even for one week. Oh, because you're right. Because even that, that entire scene was just so fucking great, though. Uh-huh. Like, wasn't it great? Like when you, you see them, first of all, you see them right before right. they're walking. They're having this conversation. Uh, walking into their place and you're like oh shit something's about to go down uh-huh. and then you see Walter hiding in the shadows you see there. Walter walking yeah and it's like oh my god something crazy is about to happen and then walking uh, in and caressing the walls yeah. of their uh, in like a super creepy way oh it's so good it but was also such it's like, a good scene. but also it says so much about like I mean that's that is so much of it is that he saw his life yeah. and we can see now looking back on it he had a great life he yeah. had a beautiful wife this great son who he looked at his son's relationship with Hank yeah. and was jealous of that, but it was also clear to everyone who's watching the show that his son like just looked up yeah, to him to such exactly, a huge yeah, degree, like right. he was his hero. Yep. And, and he couldn't see that. He had a baby on the way, he had his yeah. own home, he had a job, he had like everything that was kind of great. And he also had someone, uh, it was a, there was a recap where someone talked about it, where this, it was such so important that he had like this entire community around him. Like everybody loved him. Like yeah. when he got sick, like the school You're started right. doing things, yeah. and like everybody loved Walter White. Yeah. And people who would rush to his aid. I mean, you saw in that it was like the first or second episode when he actually visited his old uh, co-workers, people he co-founded the company with. Yeah. Uh, and they were they were obviously they they wanted to help him, and they want like they they offered to pay all his bills, and he mm-hmm. offered him a job, a high paying job at that company. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't enough for him because he was so bitter and he yeah. filled with such with such resentment mm. that he couldn't accept all of the good things in his life. Mm. And and we see, obviously, at the, at the end of the show, he had basically driven all of those good things out of his life. I mean, mm. in some cases, literally, is partially responsible for the death of so many of those people. Yeah. But, yeah, he had, he had kind of destroyed that through his own resentment and his own bitterness. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, like, overall, you know, did you, do you think that this was... I mean, we kind of talked about it already... Uh, mm. But like, is this? The, do you think this is like a, a the best show ever? No, not the best show. But like, the, <laughs> is this a good ending for this show? Obviously, there's still a lot of things that are wide open. You know, what's going to happen with his family? What's going to happen with Jesse? Mm. Seriously, like, you know, he got away, yeah. But then, what happens to him? You yeah. know, and they don't even know that. Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's, nobody there's, really knows. Yeah. But overall, do you think that it was a good conclusion to it? Without with leaving, even with leaving all those things open. Uh huh. 
Well, I think all the things they left open are, you know, relatively minor things. Yeah. I think the ending was really final. They yeah. they really kind of closed everything out. There's very little ambiguity. I mean, we live in a post-Sopranos finale world yeah. and a post-Lost finale world. <laughs> and I think he learned from that. Yeah. Uh, there was a great uh, uh, article written by Damon Lindelof mm. saying that essentially, like, he's tired of defending the Lost finale, but, uh, like, watching... Breaking Bad finale and watching that they how they nailed it yeah. kills him. Like, all right, we did not do a good enough job. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like, yeah. I mean, I, I think they closed it out right. And he's been really proactive. Vince Gilligan, I should yeah. say, that he has been really proactive post finale, just going out and squashing every theory and like just making it very explicit. Like, this is the end of all of this. And yeah, it's it's, it's final. And, he's dead. Yep. We you watched him. You watched his rise. You watched his fall. It's over. Yeah, and it it was a like I loved it too. The entire finale, I loved everything about it. I thought it was a perfect ending too. Um, one thing I kind of wanted to just point out is is the fact like that Walter White he is responsible for you know like his own death you know literally and figuratively you know like like that's I think that's kind of like he created this whole thing mm-hmm. and he paid the ultimate price like I said literally and figuratively because. He, you know, he created this whole uh, drug world, mm-hmm. and he died because of it. And at the same time, it's like he was killed uh, by his own creation. You know, he was p- killed by his creation of this empire he built, mm-hmm. and killed by the creation that he made, this gun. Like that's how he died. He died from a bullet from something he created, mm-hmm. this pivoting arm. You know, and, and he also he died saving Jesse. Essentially. And he died saving Jesse. I mean, he was on top of Jesse and the bullet hit him, so that bullet was destined for Jesse. Yes. And that's another thing that, that I said, too. I told you. No. Or like I said, that he was going to go back, I, I, uh, that he was going to be really upset that Jesse was a part of their uh, production of, of his meth. Mm-hmm. And he was, I, I strongly believe, and this is kind of something that people have been arguing about, too, Is but I, I strongly believe that he was going over there to kill Jesse. I think he was also. Yeah. But I also said that he was going back to save Jesse, <laughs> and he if, saved Jesse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Again, it kind of goes both see, ways. This is this is why it's a perfect finale, because so, everybody wins. Exactly, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, yeah, but, and, I, and Vince Gilligan spoke about that, that uh, actually the song Felina is taken, it's a, the song Felina is taken from... Uh, the title Felina? The title Felina yeah. is, is taken, she's the name of a character in a song who has a story, This, if you listen to the song, the storyline plays out very similarly to the final episode. Oh, yeah, it's it's interesting. And then he said he he also took this uh, he also took from a John Wayne film in which John Wayne was hunting down this girl who had been kidnapped and he oh, wanted to kill yes, the girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he wanted to kill the girl. And then when he finally got there, he saw yeah. her and he changed his mind. Spoiler and he for a 1940s John Wayne movie. Yeah, right? for <laughs> whatever kidding, movie right? it is. You're yeah, you're yeah. on guard now for literally every John Wayne movie you watch. You're like, is this how <laughs> right. it's gonna end? <laughs> uh, no, but you know, like I'm glad, like Vince Gilligan. Is obviously he created this thing and it, it was amazing. But I think like his overall um, interaction with fans and just public in general uh-huh. with this shows it, it has been a huge part of the success of this show. Mm. And like I don't think I've ever been a part of a, a show where the creator is so much. He actually like responds to to fans and mm. and just the overall. Uh, uh, like opinions of the show, like like he's just he's just really put himself out there. Mm. You know, he's he was on on talking bad all the time, mm. 
um, giving his thoughts and, and like I said, helping. Which I'm so conflicted about the, yeah. the existence of talking. Okay, bad no, and, yeah. I I agree with that. I really do. Um, it serves a purpose to a certain extent, but it was just like a just this whole kiss ass thing. Yeah, for the show and it was, it's actually that show. It's a, it's a, a side note that it's a, actually totally turned me off of Chris Hardwick. Like I really I do not like him anymore. Uh, I, I can't say We can get up to a whole discussion right. About Chris Harvey We can say that for another show Just but, he blows smoke up Everyone's ass And he doesn't criticize anything But No like I just think that Like that was a vital part Of this show too Vince uh. Gilligan's interaction With people throughout. I think he managed run. it It's really impressive How he managed it Because We've seen like The Lost creators The people who were behind Lost they were on the, the forums for the fans throughout the entire time Lost was on, and they were talking yeah. to fans, and they're getting feedback, and then they're incorporating that feedback into the show. And I think that there's always a risk when you're dealing with your fans that you will start responding to them in the work. Mm-hmm. And it, as we saw with Lost, I think it, it absolutely hurt that show. Oh, definitely. And I think it's important that there's that kind of separation. There's always a risk that when you're interacting with them, you're going to start, you know, mm. catering to them. Yeah. Or yeah, pandering yeah, yeah. to them. You're right. Yep. And it's great that, that I, I don't feel like that happened. There were certain things, and we've spoken about it in the past, like I feel like they did to, in the show, to respond to the general sentiment of the fan base. Yeah. Uh, but it was never giving them what they wanted. It was always like hitting back against them. Yeah. Or trying to manipulate them in some way yep. to like win them back over. But not by giving them what they wanted, just by like doing something else, going against them. And right. that was really interesting. Yep. And, and like so they, that's what, that's give what them credit us. there. And they have to stay focused on the work and not the fans because yeah. the fans that are there now are only there now. And then 10 years yeah. from now, a whole new group of fans are going to watch this show right. and have a completely different relationship with exactly. it. So you can't be catering to your audience yeah. at that point. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, and he did. There were a lot of moments where. Yeah, they're kind of leading you some way, like you said, and you're expecting some certain outcome, and then it just kind of, like, he just throws you off. And or, find some cr- other... or in the build-up to that finale, I mean, there was a lot of speculation about what's going to happen with that ricin, oh, and, yeah. like, 90% of people agreed that it was going to go into the stevia packet <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, beforehand, and the fact that they didn't feel the need to, like, come up with some even crazier way to do right. it. Like let's come up with an even like some crazier out of the box solution yeah. that would have been ridiculous in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, even this, some people have issues with it. Right, understandable issues, but like I, yeah. I get it. It's fine. It it made I, sense. The fact that now when people who like marathon it like yeah. a year from now or a month from now and they watch all of them back to back without the outside input and people, you know, telling them their theories about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's all going to make sense. The fact that, like, oh, yeah, he put it in the ricin. And, and the fact that they kept mentioning her, they put the ricin in the stevia. And the fact that they kept showing her putting yeah. stuff, right, stevia <laughs> in her coffee, like, a season ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. It all ties together really yep. well. And I think it, it mm-hmm. comes together. It's important to have that large, cohesive thing if for a future yeah. audience than it is to have the unexpected thing for the current audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the show's over. Know, everything's done. Um, oh, it's so weird not having weird? Breaking Bad. No anymore. more Breaking Bad. Like Sunday, like Sunday comes around and there's nothing on. There was well, a week because now uh, The Walking Dead has started. Yeah, The Walking and so Dead. And so now there's another big event Sunday night yeah. thing. But there was a week there where there was nothing. Yeah. It was so weird. It was really weird. It was really weird. <laughs> but uh, it's over. And, you know, like like we said, we felt that the, the finale did a lot of justice for the whole series, mm-hmm. for the whole show. What do you think this season like the final season ranks like okay so like a lot of shows struggle in their final season you know mm-hmm. like they're not able to close it out uh right and uh you know but like i what do you what do you think this this final season 
uh, has done for the show. Like, wh- what do you think it ranks in, 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 you know, like in comparison to other final seasons of shows? Mm. In the pantheon of final yeah. seasons. Yeah. Well, it, to be fair, most shows start waning not just in their final season, but a little before that because yeah. most shows don't end until they're not working anymore. Like, they don't end until the audience leaves. Yeah. Uh, so for a show like this that was very popular and they already had their end date set, they were they had a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. I would say another advantage was uh, another show they had uh, a similar but not as great advantage was The Wire. Yes. Because he had it planned out beforehand. And the fact is it, it, didn't, it never had an audience really. Yeah. Uh, not live. And they only got those five seasons because H- HBO viewed that as like a prestige show, yeah. and so they they like gave him that commitment of giving him a full five seasons, so he was able to close it out in the way. Uh, typically, that's not the case, so I, I feel like it's almost unfair to really stack it up against other other shows. Mm-hmm. And also, again, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of the shows that people compare this to. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big comparison you see with this show is The Shield. Yeah, which uh, I've never have you ever seen the nope, show? I, I watched like the first season of it, and I was not into it. Yeah, you know, like I actually watched a few episodes too of, the, uh, of probably the first season too. And yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't, wasn't into it. Into it seemed it. like a, just like a regular average show. And yeah. then, but I mean, the, the the whole the whole thing about that show, everyone says, is that I think on the third season it kind of found its rhythm, and then from that third season to the seventh yeah. season, I think. I think it's only seven seasons. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but for like those last, ever since the second season on, it became, you know, what some people, you know, Jeff Canato, he says, they're the best show ever on television. And you yeah. see a lot of people, like uh, Jason Whitlock wrote a response piece about, about Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and basically wrote in his article about everything Breaking Bad does that's interesting was done on The Shield. Uh, They've already taken... Like, really? Yeah. What? I, I need, listen, people who have seen this show... Just swear by its greatness. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think many people have seen the show. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, having not seen that, I can't really compare there. Uh, the, yeah. The other, sh- I mean, the show that immediately comes to mind is The Wire, and I think The Wire closed it out perfectly. I think The Wire closed it out well. Uh, yeah. Some people do have issues with the final season of The Wire, not me, yeah. but I think. I think as time goes on, people are going to have issues with the final season of Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's right. just, I mean, that's a natural thing. Like, the kind of ebb and flow of public sentiment. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think they nailed it. I, I don't know if I can go as far as to call it the best final season. I... But, I mean, in, in, in when I think of the other shows, the other final seasons, I mean, it's it's certainly up there. I mean, it's... Oh, in, dude. I mean, it's <laughs> it was amazing. Like, every single episode was fucking entertaining. It was also, so good. I, sh- I should point out, and... There's a, there's a little bit of uh, untruth to this, I suppose. Uh, my interaction with this show is very different than someone who had watched it while it aired. Mm-hmm. So the, the the last season felt very different for me than, yeah. than the rest of the series. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of that has okay. to do with the fact that I think, like a lot of people, if you look at the ratings, the way yeah. the ratings blew up, oh, right. uh, a lot of people did watch Marathon the first four and a half seasons on Netflix Mm-hmm. So you're watching it like you know every night you're watching two episodes or three episodes even mm-hmm. versus waiting a week between each episode yeah. and so it the entire thing feels different. I, I I would imagine it would probably feel I see I'm guessing again I would guess that it would feel more consistent but then I don't know I mean I don't know as someone who watched the entire series week to week yeah did yeah. it feel different I mean did you 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 probably didn't watch it week to week you watched no, it on DVDs right. No, I, I, I watched. Uh, I think maybe like the first two seasons on DVD, but oh, well, since still, then, I mean, like, yeah, you know, like I watched 
for three the last three seasons uh, for most of the show's run, I watched it. The on last TV. technically two seasons. No, three, because there's five seasons. Oh, okay, okay. So like I watched the first two seasons like on DVD, mm. but then season three, four, and five. You know, even the, the two parts of season five, like I watched. So all, did the, all on the TV. general pacing and the stuff that they were doing in the fifth season feel the same as the stuff that they were doing in the, the seasons prior? Oh no, not at all. Like this, I don't even. It's kind of hard to describe, but like it was just so way more intense. Every uh-huh. single episode was just just way more intense. You know, because like you know that it's the final season, mm-hmm. and there's so much on the line with all these characters that. It was just so much, like, way more captivating as you're watching it. Mm. Um, yeah, dude, like, for me, it's it's the best final season I've ever seen of any show. You mm. know, even even The Wire. Yeah, the Wire is, like, probably my all-time favorite show. Like, you know, Breaking Bad, The Wire, they're both kind of up there for me. Mm. Um, but, man, like, I, I think when I compare The Wire's finale to, or final season to this one, it, does, it doesn't even compare because Breaking Bad just... It's just mind-boggling how they were able to come up with all this shit, man. Mm. And it was just so entertaining. It was so good. For me, like, I, I had kind of blew through those first four and a half seasons. Or the first four seasons, really. And then I started watching uh, the fifth season yeah. uh, differently. I think I watched it... No, no, I didn't watch it on Netflix. I watched that when I DVR'd them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. on my. Uh, I had just recorded them knowing yeah. that at some point I was going to get to them when I finally caught up. And then I spaced it out myself as I was watching them. But I remember it like that heist episode, the train heist, yeah. just seemed so crazy to me. It was so good. Yeah, it was good, but it, it like it seemed so like the, like this show has gone completely crazy. Really? Yeah. That, I remember thinking uh, that at the time, and it still feels. Me. I mean, that's still how I feel about it. Like, I, I it's can like see they that. just took a crazy left turn, and like now they're doing these crazy fantastical see? things that they would never would have done in the first few episodes. But to be fair, the show has tra- changed drastically. Uh, as time has gone on, I mean, the type of stuff that you saw in the first season, yeah. the fir- in the first season, everybody kind of agrees it, it they were not even attempting they, the, the the scope of the things they were going for thematically, they were not even attempting any of the stuff yeah. that they started getting yeah. into as it so got a little more confident and a little a more critical praise in the first season they weren't anywhere approaching that and that's why it's important to remember when you think of like a, what a potential successor to Breaking Bad people talk about the next great show yeah. uh, just because it's not great in the first season doesn't mean it's not going to be the next Breaking Bad because the Breaking Bad we have now wasn't Breaking Bad in its first season right. it was it was really interesting true, and, and, yes. and fun uh, but like just to say like okay I think that it is a little bit different if you're watching it consecutively like on Netflix and yeah. stuff like that because every single episode there were 16 episodes this final season more than any other any other season uh. every single episode was an event mm-hmm. you know and so tense just and, crazy. And, and like that break in between I think helped the proceeding <laughs> episodes. Whereas you like that, that probably watch consecutive episodes or whatever, like in, with with a small gap or whatever in between the heist episode and the one you know that preceded it. Uh, I think there's a difference. There really is a difference. Yeah. Because like for us that are taking a week off, you know, we're we're so anxious. We're waiting to see what's going to happen that we're able to kind of buy into the world. We're able to kind of like uh, take that leap that the show makes in that episode from the previous episode. Uh, you know, like because we're just so we're so anxious to see what's going to happen next. And I think that for people that were following the show as it was airing, it kind of 
it does resonate more and it kind of it did kind of reward those people a little bit more in that sense you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah because because like i said it is kind of a way out there episode like yeah this humongous heist like it was a big deal right mm-hmm. um so yeah i can see why when you're watching episodes consecutively hour after hour why that might be a little bit kind of off-putting or whatever yeah, jarring yeah it say. might be a little bit jarring yeah you're right but but like for for everyone that was watching it, you know, week by week, I think yeah. it it was perfect. It was great. It's got to hold up under both, though. I mean, yeah. he's kind of serving yeah, you're two right, masters, you're right. and I think they did balance yeah. that very well. <clears throat> considering, I mean, in the future, that's how television is going to be viewed. You imagine, mm-hmm. and it's kind of marathon. We see it for now the most part, Netflix yeah. series where they're just dumping all the episodes at once. I yeah. mean, that's the way things are going. And I think they did a really good job of yeah. kind of serving both masters. So and ratings see. are down for television shows because most everyone is DVRing and yeah. on demanding these shows. So. But yeah, but like overall, I still think it was a really great episode. And certainly, I mean, ratings wise, it really started to hit at the end there. Yeah. I mean, how many shows have their final episode be like by far their highest rated episode? Unbelievable. Man, it was a great run. It was an incredible show. So many great things about it. Any like kind of standout moments for you? A uh, standout moment for me is, ironically, given that uh, the first season is not is generally considered not to be the strongest yeah. season. My moment comes from the first season, and that was the intervention scene. The scene when Walt, uh, up until that point in the series, Walt had not gone to chemo. He was he didn't want to go to chemo. He wanted to just, I guess, live his time out. He saw his death sentence, and he, yeah. he thought he would you know get what he could, and then die. Uh, and he didn't want to fight it. He didn't want to go through all this the the trouble of chemotherapy. And his family, his wife, and Marie and Hank get together for an intervention to kind of uh, show him that they all want him to go and kind of push him into it. Yeah. And he gives like I think his best performance in the entire series in that scene. It's incredible. And that was the first time I saw it. Like I, I we had mentioned I we had mentioned before when we talked about the show. That I had always seen, I had been someone who's watched Mad Men throughout the entire run. I'm like, how is how is John Hamm not winning <laughs> Emmys? He's a, he's incredible, and he yeah. is really fantastic on that show. And then I saw once I saw that scene, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Give yeah. give Cranston every Emmy from now <laughs> yeah. on, just in perpetuity, even when he's not acting anymore. <laughs> right? It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, man, so many great moments for me too, man. Um, I think one of the moments is. When he drives over those two gangsters at the end of the episode, <laughs> uh-huh. runs him over, gets out of his car. As Jesse is, was approaching and about to shoot these guys uh-huh. after finding out that his uh, girlfriend's uh, cousin got shot, got killed by these guys. No, his girlfriend's brother. That was her brother. Her brother. Yeah, you're right. Andrea. 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 Yes. Oh, Andrea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, okay. So, like. When he, yeah, he was gonna go and he was gonna kill these two. Uh, or she should be re- referred to as Brock's mom because that's really Brock's who she mom. is on the show. No, okay, because still, when she died, uh, that fucking broke my heart, man. And see, like it broke my heart. I had to take a step back when they killed her in that. Was it the second or third to last episode? Um, not sure. I, I think, think it might it be was, the third to the last. It might have been. I, I don't know. It was a very then. Dude, it was like I had a I had a step back because it was like too much. I was like, why? I was it was truly a heartbreaking. A lot moment. of people were asking why. I mean, yeah. that was a big discussion about so it. Like, fucking some people interpreted that as a way to show how evil Walt was again, yeah. which I thought was a real stretch. No, like the people hated no. Walt so much that they wanted to put literally everything on him. Even though that was like Walt's 
doing because he introduced him to and- Andrea, Andrea, yeah. whatever. Andrea, Andrea, whatever. Andrea, Andrea. I'm saying Andrea because because you know, she's Hispanic. Because she's yeah. Hispanic, and man. you're showing <laughs> off. Yeah. Anyway, I'm saying Andrea because we're in America. <laughs> right. Nah, but like yeah, Walt gave them her address. Yeah, That's how. Yeah. But but to me, that was still kind of like that was Todd and those neo-Nazi it, guys. It was like, Todd, was the Nazis, yeah. and I think. I think people up to that point, and and this is something that's really bothered me as someone who marathoned the entire thing, so it's all very fresh in my mind. The notion that Jesse is like this super great guy and everybody loves him. The the show was five seasons, right? Four and a half seasons. Jesse was the worst fuck up imaginable. Not for four and a half seasons. No, three and a half, I said. Okay. Even so. No, because it wasn't until midway through that fourth season that he started to switch when Mike mm, took him under his wing and mm, kind of rehabilitated him mm, and, and made him something. Prior to that, he was a, such a massive fuck-up that he was g- going to get himself and Walter killed, like, every episode. And so much of the terrible stuff that Walter did was to save Jesse's life. See? Okay. Like, the scene I, I, you I, mentioned, I, specifically. Yeah. That was a scene, like... In in the entire build up to that, and it's like as soon as they got involved with Gustavo Fring, yeah, their Gustavo and Mike, who became best friends with Jesse, their entire goal they wanted to kill Jesse right from the jump. They're like, this guy's a junkie loser. He fucks up everything, and they're right because he did fuck up everything he touched. They wanted to kill him, and Walter just kept trying to stop them from murdering him at every stage. And the final straw was going to be him going and killing those guys. And then Gustavo and Mike would just kill Jesse after that. Yeah. And Walt went and killed them for Jesse because he knew they couldn't kill him. Like, he put his life on the line for Jesse. Yeah. And everybody views Jesse as, like, the super good guy and Walt's pure evil. Right. But you, but look it. Who did Jesse kill? You know? Jesse, who did he kill? Jesse killed... Um, he didn't kill the first gangbanger. So, it wasn't Tuco. Uh, who was the first? Crazy Eight. Crazy. Is that the first guy no, they dealt with? No, Walt killed Crazy Eight. That's what I'm saying. Walt killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who Jesse killed was uh, Gail Bedeker. Bedeker. Yeah. And the only reason he killed him was mm-hmm. because Walter was trying to save himself. Well, Walter, they both would have died. Let's not... That's true. But You but remember just, at that time... I'm just telling you, like, the specific time where, uh, where Jesse pulled the trigger yeah. was... Gail Bedecker. And it was at Walt's behest. And it was to save the both of them. It was to save the both of them. Because if you remember that time, so, Jesse was hiding in the, uh, in that, what is it, the, the business that... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the were, the he, tag, laser tag. The laser tag yeah, place yeah, that, right. that, uh, that Saul just kept trying to get them to buy, which is a hilarious subplot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, he was hiding out there because Mike was going to kill him. <laughs> so the entire time right. like, he's hiding out to, to save his own life. He did it to save his own yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can see the argument later on that Jesse clearly descended to a place where he saw his life as being worth nothing. Yeah. And I think in his eyes it was they had been the, the two of them had continued to do more and more bad things to save themselves. Yes. And I think in Jesse's well, mind probably they shouldn't have been saved. They should both be dead. Yeah. You're right because like that's part of his depression for the last couple of seasons like yeah. he's like this is not worth it. Why am I why are so many people dying around me? Why is all this stuff happening and I'm, yeah. I'm still alive and all that stuff. But 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 Walter has the opposite thing. Walter sees everything as like, yeah, I'm alive because they're all dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like that's like the difference between right. them. That's the difference between them. It's like Jesse is actually has been really sympathetic throughout most of the process, mm. right? Whereas Walter has... See, I, like, just, I don't think he's been sympathetic. Really? I, it wasn't until he started to clean up his life that he became sympathetic. 
before no, that. No, because like he, when his his girlfriend died, when watch her watch his girlfriend die. Who, by the way, whose girlfriend who was clean until he got yes, her using again. You're right. You're right. So I know. I so know. he shares. I, I think he shares like eighty percent of the yeah. blame for her death. Eighty percent. Because yeah, you're right. She would you're be right. clean if he never entered her life. And even if he was just like sleeping with her yeah. and didn't make her a junkie again, <laughs> she would have been alive. Yeah, I mean. I have thought about this a lot too. Like, like Jesse definitely did. has a lot of responsibility for everything that's happened yeah. too. Yeah, Walt definitely. was absolute. That was an evil act, standing there and watching yeah. her die. That was an act of evil. Yeah. Or an act. I mean, you could look at it from his perspective and say that she was at the time like extorting him and blackmailing yeah. him, and so yeah. there, was, there was a certain degree of self defense there. But it was. It, it's. It's a. It's definitely a bad thing yeah. that he stood there and watched her die. Yeah. At the same time, what he did, he didn't kill her. What he did was he didn't save her from what Jesse had done to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when then after she dies and he has he's very depressed over her death and he goes into the rehab and he gets cleaned up. And what does he do right when he gets out? He tries to make hey, another hey. recovering addict a junkie again. Okay. But look he does at this. It, it's Andrea. But remember how like Jesse tried to quit drugs? And the only reason he's still in, in it is because of Walter. Well, the only reason he was clean is because of Walter too. See, that's the thing. That's that's the thing. It's like so... Like, for me, the fact that, like, Jesse clearly has a line. And I think that's the thing. Like, Walter seemingly doesn't have a line, but his line is his family, essentially, and he doesn't really care about anyone else. We've seen him... We've seen it through his actions that he's willing to put a child in danger to get what he needs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But the thing thing with Jesse is that that's literally his line. Jesse's line is children. Yes. And we see when he first meets Andrea and goes back to her home, he's trying to get her hooked on drugs again so that he can start using her. And when he sees she has a kid, that's when he changes. If if, if Brock never walks in, Jesse's fine with turning this girl out, making her a junkie again, and then using her to make money for himself. He wouldn't have had any guilt about that. Yeah. It was only when he saw the kid. So Jesse's line is a kid, and that's fine. That's great. He doesn't want to hurt kids. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't care about hurting women or hurting anyone else, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, but like... There's like so much love for Jesse, and I'm like, yeah, he's evil too. And I think that last act, to bring it finally back to my point, that yeah. last act where we saw Andrea die, Yes, Andrea was, was put in danger, and he knew that, and he made a decision. Now, it's not to say that it's entirely his fault. Obviously, the Nazis are the bad guys for killing her. But he knew that if he left, that he tried to escape from that place, she was going to die. That was the agreement. I mean, they yeah. put the picture of her up. That's the implicit agreement. But if what you would you do? Something, what would you do if you were in that position? When well, you can, you, you, what are you going to do? What certainly. Do you do? Certainly. I mean, you, you try to escape. You try to escape. But you don't expect... But you know the consequence. Like, if I fuck up this escape, she's going to die. And he fucked up the escape and she died. I think he result. was like, they're going to kill me. I think that, and you see that in that scene where he's like, just do it already. Kill me. Do it. And they kept saying that they're not going to and they weren't going to because he made the money. But he didn't, they didn't say that. Well, it was pretty clear that they were using him as a slave. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like he made a choice like, listen, I could get out of here. Yeah. If I fuck it up, she's going to die. But I'm, I'm not going to think about that because this is a hellish life I'm living in. I got to get out of here. And he fucked it up and she died as a direct result of mm. it. And I think that was just, I mean, that's, it's, it's further isolating him, the point of that. And, and, and it is, it's a death on his hands. Of course, yeah. nobody oh. saw it that way because everybody loves him. No, like, it's, a, it's really on both of theirs. It really is. Uh-huh. Like, because, like I said, Walter was the one that told just, him about it, it, her in the first place. It bothered place. me, the public sentiment around heading into this final season and yeah. as the final season went along, 
that Walt was this pure evil guy and that Jesse is the the, the, the moral core. Because of the like show. there's there's more evidence of Walter manipulating Jesse than anything else. You know, like Jesse has been trying to get out for so long, but every it's like every single time Walter is there think, to convince him to stay, you know Again, that's I feel like that so much you're totally right. The last season and a half has been nothing but that. Yeah. And I think that's what it colors and I feel like as someone who marathoned the entire thing, my my view of it is different because the majority of the show was Walter. Walter could have let Jesse die, and it would have been so much better for him at every step of the way until the last season and a half. But he didn't. He just kept putting himself in a position to save Jesse. Yeah. And I and there's certainly Man. an argument can be made that Jesse just didn't want to be saved. And on the aggregate, since the two of them have created so much evil <laughs> over the course of the series, yeah. the world would be a better place if they were both dead very early, and the world would be a better place if Jesse had died. In season one, like he was supposed to, die. like he was supposed to, because yeah. like yeah, there was he was supposed to be killed off in the first season, but Vince Gilligan liked his performance, so they kept him on. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I think that's kind of an argument that can go on forever. It's an argument that many people have like all the time throughout the course of the season or uh, of the show. I guess uh-huh. is uh, yeah, people have definitely have that argument. I've had that argument with so many people too. <laughs> but in the end, okay, so like in the end. Did you, were you always like a sympathizer for Walt? Uh, yeah. I mean, really? I saw it as a, sh- I clearly, he becomes more of a bad guy as the show goes along and then yeah. he finally turns essentially for like the last season. Yeah. Or I would say. The last season? The last yeah, season and a half, probably. I mean, everything right, kind of yeah, changes yeah. a season and a half. Yeah. When Jesse starts to get his life together, Walt starts to become more and more dark. Yeah. And the darker Walt gets, obviously, he is, he's the bad guy. And so my sympathy is not I want him to win because I like what he's doing or even that I want him to win. It's that I, I saw something in him that we see from, from the beginning, from how we like him. Yeah. You can still see that in him and you still want him to be redeemed. And I think that was for me. I mean, obviously I wasn't rooting for him. There's a point at the show when it shifts and Jesse becomes a quote-unquote good guy to some degree and he becomes a bad guy. I mean, there, there are points when... In season four, when he is going against Gus, where you just switch and I'm like, I'm totally rooting for Gus because Gus is the good guy. Yes. Okay. Um, but to answer your question, I, I wasn't always rooting for him, but I always wanted to see him redeemed. Okay. I kind of kind of share the same opinion in a certain, to a certain extent. Mm. But uh, I think for me, like, oh, man, like Walter kept fucking like... Like, he kept just doing these these terrible things, right? Mm. And But I think the one thing that happened where I kind of just, like, lost all sympathy for him mm. was when he killed Mike. Like, to me, that was like, this is a guy that is just too fucking proudful. Like, he's just too proud. Mm. And he's so egotistical. Like, that was like, to me, that was a peak of his ego. Yeah. That was a peak of, of all that for him was because he, he killed didn't, Mike. He didn't have to kill Mike. Yeah, he didn't have to kill he Mike. Him because Mike he was, was about to leave yeah. and get out of their lives. But he chose pride over everything else. Yeah. And he killed Mike. And that, that moment for me was like, fuck you. I hope you die. <laughs> like, I hope you die horribly. See, that's the thing. You yeah. know? And, and and it just really upset me so damn much. So I'm surprised you weren't disappointed then with the finale that he never got the reckoning, so to speak. You know, and th- and that's like, I think that's kind of a credit to the showrunners. Because so many people were angry about that. Yeah, yeah. I was extremely angry. Uh-huh. But like, 
in it, this is where, like, like I said, I kind of agree with you too. Is that in our last few episodes, I kind of started feeling a little bit more sympathy towards him, mm. and I think that that's obviously just a credit to the the showrunners that how they were able to make you change your mind that way. You know mm. what I'm saying? In the end, I'm glad he died. I think that not not because of who he is and what he became and all that stuff, but it was because like that's just what the show was about. You yeah, know, like the I mean, show... Vince Gilligan mentioned it in the first episode when he's given his diagnosis. The yeah. doctor tells him you have two years to live. Yeah, and he's like, so that is essentially that was their promise to like the a audience. foreshadowing kind of yeah. in a sense too. <laughs> um, yeah, like to me, it was like this show would, this show is a show about consequences, mm-hmm. and it's something that I was talking about too when um, the episode before the Ozymandias, um episode when that shootout happened and the, with Hank and. Gomez and the neo-Nazis in the middle of the desert. I just like um, calling them the Nazis. It's more fun. Right. <laughs> so that episode where it ended so abruptly, there was a humongous discussion um, whether or not people thought that, you know, like like people were like, why would it end so abruptly right there? Uh-huh. And for, for me personally, as like a huge fan of the show and someone that like thinks the show kind of stands for something, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, it, it stands for consequences and all, the, all these things and bad decisions, that... As much as it hurt me to say, I, I, I felt like Hank had to die, uh-huh. you know, in order to make that scene and the ending just more realistic, quote yeah. unquote. And, and so, like, for me, like, like that, when that happened, like, it felt like, okay, like, I'm glad that the show kind of stayed true to itself, you know, to that point. And uh, it was still extremely heartbreaking and everything, but, mm-hmm. but I think that, you know, like, that was necessary. Mm-hmm. And so, like... This show, to the very end, it, it, it just pushed that whole thesis that there are consequences to your actions, and so Walter just had to die. And and like it kind of, at the end, like I said, Vince, Vince Gilligan and all these show and all the people that that were responsible for writing the show, they were able to still make me feel kind of sad about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like that's just an amazing thing that that no other show has really done before. <laughs> you know, like like it's it's pretty it's a huge accomplishment to make you flip so much with your emotions like that and, mm. and, and, and in a justifiable way. So man, I don't know. I just I love this show. I remember at the time that, that cliffhanger when they all started shooting and then everybody runs behind their cars and yeah. it's like they unload <laughs> all of them unload their guns at him <laughs> and he's never hit. Like that really bugged me yeah. at the time. Like looking back at it, I'm like, all right. That sucked, and I stand by it. Yeah. But whatever, they moved on, and they had their next episode, and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that in that last episode that they finally it's it's finally him coming to terms with why he did it. There's yeah. that great scene in the kitchen with Skylar White, yeah. where he says that the reason he did it, he he stops, he gets away from that yeah. whole thing of doing it for his family, and that he did it for himself because that's really the thrust of the entire show is yeah. this greed, this uh, this resentment this you know ennui if you will of this suburban guy who just like doesn't have much a schmuck yeah uh, you know his selfishness and his desire to be powerful is what drove this entire show mm. incredible man i mean outside of walter like we've been talking a lot about you know brian cranston and aaron paul their performances were just, were just so amazing throughout the entire show's run but like there were so many other great performances throughout the show and a gun who played Skyler White? Like she had an amazing. She did Anna Gunn, the most hated woman on television, and that's what pisses me <laughs> off. Let me just say this: like whenever people watch a show, right? When they watch a show or whatever, and they're like, "I hope she dies," or "I hope this person dies," like that pisses me <laughs> off because, like, really, like it's not like 
when when you take into consideration everything that Skylar has been a part of, everything she's done in the series, to say that you want her to die, mm-hmm. like to me, that's just like like what is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like what has she done? She hasn't done anything terrible. People just feel so threatened by. By like a, a woman that uh, I do not buy that. Okay, I no, no, don't no, buy no, no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, that was her argument in the New York Times op-ed. That was the argument that a lot of people have made online. That a lot, uh, a lot of people have written that it's like this idea of uh, a strong woman, a woman who stands up to this guy. I didn't read any of that, uh-huh. so like I'm really speaking in just like yeah. you know, I don't buy that. Genuinely, I don't buy it. <laughs> I okay. get it. I no, get. Ne- the nevertheless, all right. So, nevertheless, right. I think she was an impediment to him. Even though she was good and he was bad, okay. We, as an right. audience, who are rooting for him, even in the when in the beginning when he's bad and he's doing bad things, we're rooting for him. So her as an impediment to him, even if she's good, she's the enemy of the audience. Okay, right, right. You're right. Okay, <laughs> but like, okay, I agree to like a certain extent. Uh. But to say that you want her to die, oh, because it's TV and people die like no. Nothing. But that's that's the thing. It's like. <laughs> Why do you want someone to die? Like, what's wrong with you? Because you're sick of seeing her on the show. <laughs> That's it's so like, terrible. saying she should die in real life. I know, but... I don't want Anna Gunn like to that, die. That I don't me. want Skylar to die. But I can see, like, people <laughs> saying, like, you know what? Just kill Skylar. No! It's a character I don't like. No. She'll be off the show. She could go to another show and have That's a lot so of success ter- there. To me. That's so terrible. That's Just so get terrible. out of the way. That is so terrible. Oh, she just kept ragging on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got you, man. All right. No, like... That, that, that really bugs me. And, and you know what? And even her sister, well, people who were like, I want her to die too. Well, that was it was so weird how they handled Marie. I mean, obviously, Marie, yeah. you start off the first season and she's a kleptomaniac. And then they're like, they're like, well, let's just abandon that forever. Yeah. No, they went back to <laughs> it. They, they, yeah, they threw and, a little out of it around. I love the way they went back to that. Uh-huh. That was great. That was perfect. It was a lot better than they handled it in the beginning. I think we talked about that with, I talked about that with Chris too. Did you? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they were able to kind of justify all these little things and these like character personalities and everybody, I guess. Uh-huh. Like to me, it just got, I don't, I'm just saying, it kind of upset me that people would be like, oh, I wish Skylar White would die. Really? <laughs> Like, what did she do? Did she kill anybody? She no. Kept getting, she kept ragging on him. The guy's trying to start a small business, and she's ragging uh, on him all the time. But uh, I, I would say she's, like, really smart as the show goes on. You see that she's really smart. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you think, like, man, if she had just got on board at the beginning, they could have had their own empire. <laughs> the two of them could have combined to create one but like as a thing. But as a rational fucking person, of oh. course she would be opposed Listen, to such a thing. We're in TV thing. land. We're not in, in Chicago, all right? Anyways... <laughs> Dean Norris, his character just fucking grew in the last few seasons. I'd say his character just totally flipped when they introduced Bob Odenkirk. Because if you remember the first season, or I would say the first season and a half because they don't introduce uh, Saul Goodman until halfway through the second season. The first season and a half, Hank is comic relief. He's the guy who's he's like the big blowhard and he's like making a dumb joke. And you as an audience member laugh at him. And then they introduce... Uh, Saul Goodman yeah. who is clearly there and he's there like to, as the comic relief he's there to crack the joke and make the audience laugh and bring levity to the situation and that's when they went super dark with Hank yeah and then like eventually that kind of turned too that turned like, too where, uh, where, to where you're in the final season became, and there yeah. really is no comic relief and honestly yeah. I think the show suffers for that really yeah, yeah. okay I can, I can kind of agree with that um, it's not enough to make it not great yeah but uh, it yeah there yeah, was certainly it went a something too dark most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was not enough like the show in the first like four seasons. It definitely did thrive on a little bit of uh, comedic performances yeah. here and there. You know, um, whether it was from you Walter White's levity to balance yeah. the darkness. Yeah, but it, nevertheless, uh, Dean Norris 
fantastic performance yeah. as, as Hank Schrader. They gave him a little more room as the show went on, and he right. really used it and, well. And this is something like I was thinking. Dean Norris, Anna Gunn, Brian Cranston have to win Emmys for for this final season. So there's still possibility for Dean Norris to get one. Anna Gunn got hers. Well-deserved, definitely. Um, but I also wanted to point out Giancarlo Esposito, who was probably one of the most iconic villains in the history of television. Gus. Um, so. Gus was just phenomenal, man. And and he was there um, during that transformation, during that, during that Walter White transformation where people started kind of rooting against him. And I think um, Gus's performance, or Giancarlo Esposito's uh, performance, definitely helped that process, you know? Mm. In, in the beginning, you kind of like, don't like him very much but as the more you learn about him the, his backstory and everything it's like you want to root for him yeah you know and I think that a lot of that had to do with uh, Esposito's performance mm. you have Jonathan yeah. Banks Jonathan Banks who Jonathan was, Banks for essentially reprising his role from Beverly Hills Cop was he was, he was in Beverly Hills Cop he was uh, oh crap that just slipped my mind one of my favorite movies just slipped my mind the bad guy uh, crap what was his name uh Oh, this is going to kill me because I know... Uh, anyway, the bad guy's right-hand man, the henchman who gets things done, yeah. is him. <laughs> no way. Yes. Oh, shit. The one that he goes into the club, remember he gets his way into like the, the country club by like by having a bag of vitamins and saying like they had like something in it that oh, was exploding. Yeah, yeah. He talked his way in there and then he gets in and he punches Jonathan Banks. What? They I don't get, like, remember a fight. that at all. Oh. But yeah, that like Jonathan Banks, he was on, uh, nominated for an Emmy too, so that mm-hmm. was great to see. And I, the thing I want to mention is obviously Bob Odenkirk is such a huge life, uh, just like a force of of light yes. in this show. Yeah. But it, it's also like this trend. They put the little the, the characters that surrounded him are all stand up comics. Huel is a stand up comedian. No way. You didn't know that? No. Well, the, he he performs. There's like. Dude, there's, there's I think really, I've seen him. Yeah. I just, I, like, seriously, just now. I have seen him. Yes. There's, like, this big divide in the comedy world. People who work black clubs, I people who work in white clubs. He's, like, a very, very popular black comedian. I did not even make that connection before. Yes. And then the other guy who worked for Saul Goodman was Bill Burr, the great oh, stand-up dude. comedian. Oh, so you amazing. have two, yeah. like, extremely popular, you know, well-respected stand-up comics. And they work for uh, Bob Odenkirk, yeah. who is... Uh, who is a writer on Mystery, who's, you know, one half of Mr. Show, the creators of Mr. Show, yeah. that legendary HBO comedy skit comedy show. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, he was obviously Bob Odenkirk, one of the original writers for Conan O'Brien. Yeah. He was, uh, what, he was an SNL writer for a time. He, yeah, he's just like, you know, obviously comedy legend at this point. And he's got a new show coming up on IFC that yeah. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's, that's... But yeah, it's like, it's funny, all the people in that world were like stand-up comics and comedians. That's pretty great, and they're gonna make a, a spinoff. Yeah, too. we see, we see they're a gonna spin-off, have a spinoff, uh, I, which I'm called Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah, Saul. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm sure, but I, I wish it was not <laughs> happening. Uh, I'm so against that spinoff, dude. This 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 second half has been so long. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to break this up into two just separate episodes. <laughs> a three-parter. It, it def- like seriously, it really is. But this is a lot of good stuff, man. Who's another person you uh, what is that? Betsy Brandt, of course, who played uh, Mary. Betsy Brandt, who is someone who was like a one-note character. <laughs> Marie. Marie. God damn it! What's wrong with me? I'm gonna stick with that pronunciation too because it's M A R I E. <laughs> Marie. Marie. Uh, but yeah, Marie is another character who was like a one-note character, much like Hank yeah. in the first season. 
that they then expanded. Like she, when Hank was shot and he was bedridden, they totally expanded her character. And you could make, you know, uh, dude, claim narratively that you know that was that was kind of a shock to her system that for once she was the one who was responsible for everything in their marriage and that forced her to grow up. Yep. But regardless, you know, that's when they kind of opened up her character, right? And especially with tying it back into that whole shoplifting thing, uh-huh. like we mentioned earlier, that kind of went nowhere in the beginning. But I think it was perfect the way they tied that in later when after Hank got hurt and he was bedridden for so long mm. it was like you got a little bit more depth in her character because it's like oh this is something she does when she's like emotionally vulnerable and, and just struggling you know and, but then where so, was that earlier? but they don't they didn't need it earlier well it was there earlier they, they, they showed her shoplifting yeah. and doing all these things I mean where was that subtext earlier? I would argue that it simply didn't exist there she was one note and then really? as they got as they got later into the show, they're like, let's flush oh, her out. I totally agree with that. And let's yeah. give her subtext and let's, but, let's but it make made her it a worth character. It. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it paid off. I don't think I think You don't think it paid off? I don't think I don't I don't consider it a payoff. I think that's mm. that is them expanding her character, making her character more interesting. I think in the mm. first season I think there was nothing behind it in the first season. Really? And so if you don't think there's a, if they didn't put the thought into it, if they didn't put anything really there then I don't think giving them credit for it later. Mm. I, I, don't, I, don't, mm. I don't think we should. Oh, you know That's what? me. I mean, the, yeah. it's, everybody's interpreting it differently. Something else I, I really quickly wanted to touch on, too, is, is the directing that goes into this, to this series. Mm-hmm. The directing has been phenomenal. And Vince Gilligan usually directs, like, usually, like, he... Well, he's directed, like, five episodes um, of the series. Yeah, they were, like, really important episodes. Like, either the, the season premiere or, or a finale, right? But... Michelle McLaren. Michelle McLaren, yeah. McLaren, yeah. She has been amazing. She is such an amazing director. Mm-hmm. Every single time I'm, I, I, I look at, because like I'm one of those guys that looked at, looks at the opening credits every nah. single time. And when I see her name there, I'm like, I'm expecting great things. Yeah. And she always delivers, uh-huh. man. Like, she is the director of many of the best episodes of Breaking Bad totally agree totally agree it's funny like in in this like stable of directors that includes one of our favorite directors Ryan Johnson this like incredible young director he he directs episodes in there and they're they're very good but like the fact that she stands so far above everyone else is really impressive yeah she's amazing Michelle McLaren really is I think like she is responsible for so much of uh the look of that show the feel of that show and yeah and like she's hugely hugely important to kind of like Okay, so she's directed a whole uh, bunch of episodes for Breaking Bad, um, but she's she's directed episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, really? Yeah, <sighs> Game of Thrones. She's she's directed like four episodes, and like a couple of she's them are all some of my in favorite. my shit, you, man. Dude, she's she's amazing. The Walking Dead. She's she's uh, directed a couple of those episodes. Um, the AMC um, fam. Yeah, so like e- even like older shows like Memphis Beat. Uh, dude, X Files, the Great Memphis Beat. Yeah, she's directing an episode of X Files, like she, Law and Order. Yeah, um, well, I guess that's—I mean—that's their connection. The whole X Files, yeah. the with, people with Vince, with Vince Gilligan came yeah. out of the X Files. He was a writer yeah. on the X Files. Yeah, so so just a, just a phenomenal director. Um, and uh, dude, I look forward to seeing more of her work. Seriously, like if she can get a feature film, I'm fucking there first night, mm-hmm. the premiere. Seriously, she's amazing. Get her on, um, get her on Game of Thrones more, man. I'm sure yeah. she's got some episodes in this upcoming season. 
Yeah, they're already like planning out all their episodes. They, I, I read something with the directors where like the directors are already working on their specific episodes. There's yeah. like one where it's very clearly it's going to be episode nine of next season. Yeah, but it's like they're doing their they're yeah. doing all their pre-production right yeah. now. Like that's that one director. That's his one job. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing that. That yeah. one. episode nine is always like the. It is yeah, it's their yeah. big one. Yep. Yeah, the big one. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I think that's it, man. That's it. We have, we've covered everything. The right? final pantheon. RJ, where do you rank the entire show? RJ, RJ. I have. <laughs> I liked him. Uh, I have to say, I was surprised. I didn't. I thought that that was an affectation he was putting on his voice and his, yeah. the way he spoke and the the the, the, the way he moved and whatnot. Well, and his ailment. I thought that was an affectation he put on for the role. Yes. But he that's actually yes, him. He he really does. Yeah, and that's something I kind of noticed since the beginning of the show too. Is that uh, he really does have cerebral palsy. All right. He has cerebral palsy. <laughs> I know Bell's palsy is the one where half of your face falls asleep. I don't understand. He has cerebral palsy, and uh, what's really good to see, I guess, for him personally, is uh, that he doesn't have to use the crutches as much anymore. But yeah, like, they well, really, did he ever have to like really use them? Yeah, he did in the beginning of the show. He definitely did. Um, but like, I've seen him like on Conan, the Breaking Bad episode. He came out. He walked out. Yeah, he walked on. And That's what I'm saying. Like, was it, it was like in the first season of the show? If he had gone on a talk show, would he have needed them? From what I hear, he did. Oh, okay. Um, his uh, I liked his performances throughout yeah. the entire. It, it, it's it's funny though. I mean, he became like you could do a whole show on Walt Junior because yeah. the, the memes that sprung up around him, Walt <laughs> Junior's breakfast obsession. Oh, uh, that was I don't know if they, would you follow that whole thing? No, I didn't. That was hilarious. One of my favorite parts of like the whole culture around the show. I knew about that before I started watching the show. Really? Yeah, because that was like the big meme. Uh, he was obsessed with breakfast. <laughs> and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and like, I uh, that, like yeah. I think you you break it down like in the first season, there are like six episodes, and in five of those episodes, he's seen eating breakfast, uh, and people kept referencing yeah, it. There's yeah, a point where he like asked for like pancakes, like, yeah, right. <laughs> and there was like people were like, he's gonna get his own spinoff, Breaking Fast. Right, I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of great stuff. Like that was so much fun, and, yeah. and but Walt Jr. and the fact that he was. Throughout the entire show, he's the only character who's completely clueless about everything. Right. It's like yeah. not until like the very end of the, the entire series end, yeah. that he learns anything. Like he's just an idiot who doesn't know what's going on around him. Yeah. But yeah, it's I guess yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I interesting mean, though. Overall, he's be, he did a pretty. He, good he seems guy. to be the only guy who doesn't have work lined up after this. Yep. I mean, I guess that's that's about it, man. We talked about overall. So, so much. do you think this is the best show ever? Um, best drama. It, you put this. You know what? Like this is the wire and this show. Uh, be, be, it's especially because of this of this uh, final season. Man, they're they're neck and neck. Mm. They really are because I love the wire and many people know how much I love the wire. Uh, that like best show ever. Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> show. So so Breaking Bad is like it's fighting it, and uh, I think it's something I have. I'm gonna have to think about. In the future, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Wait for it to kind of settle in. I think in. the writing was better on The Wire. You think so? Yeah. And the uh, performances were a lot better in this. And that's what kind of balances it out, I think. You know, I, think, I didn't even think about it that way. You don't? I think the writing mm-hmm. is just so much better on The Wire. <laughs> yeah. No, well, The okay. performances on Breaking Bad are among the best, you know, in television history. And I think, I think the fact that The Wire was about something that's much more relevant to... Our society, I guess. Yeah. I think that gives it more credence in my mind. And then there's also Mad Men. Uh, you you haven't you don't watch Mad Men. I I think like Mad Men. There's always this shift over which is a better show, Breaking Bad or Mad Men, and it always corresponds with whichever one is airing at that time. Whenever Breaking Bad ends and Mad Men comes back on, the general consensus seems to be that Mad Men's the best show on television. And so they kind of vacillate back and forth. I I think Mad Men is a lot harder for people to get into. 
because it's a period piece and also because it doesn't have the sexiness of of something like The Wire or Breaking right, Bad. Yeah. Where like those shows are really accessible because they're crime shows. And there's a million crime shows on television and it's exciting to see a criminal like try and outfox the police or something like that. And Mad Men is not there's nothing like that. Mad Men is a character study yep. of people in the 50s and and a, a study of what it was like to be in a position of privilege in that time but also in a society where you were so repressed. Hmm. It's really interesting show and I think that's a disadvantage right, John Ham had as an actor is that there's no big moments for him. Exactly. There's not like everything it's not he does a is really show. Subtle. Yeah. You're right, yeah. And I just I have so much respect for that show. I think what they do with subtext I, I think there are points in Breaking Bad where they just do away with subtext and they will explicitly say what's going on or you will have supposed to have taken a message from something that happened and then two scenes later a character will explicitly tell you what message you should have taken. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Like that's yeah. that's bad writing. But the show makes up for it just because their actors are so incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think like something like that that explicitly stating the point that something that's on, that on the nose would never ever happen in Mad Men. Like they're they're obsessed with subtext and the the idea of just putting it out there explicitly goes against everything they stand for on that show. Yeah. And I think in that regard, it's just it's yeah, I have that much more <sighs> respect for that show. Yeah. But I don't think it's it's possible. I mean, you, we saw it had. Uh, the finale of Breaking Bad had like what 10.6 million viewers, yeah. something like that. And now the first episode of The Walking Dead had over 16 million viewers. Unbelievable, incredible. Yeah, I don't think when Mad Men comes back, it's going to get anything close to that. Not at Even all. though it is on Netflix and people could catch up, yeah, I just don't think that that's sexy. Like we have friends that watch that are huge fans of, of Breaking Bad, and I I cannot see them getting into Mad Men. Even though I think you're right, Mad Men's yeah. a great show, you're right, you're it's right. just because it's not exciting. There's right. nothing. It, what you grab onto is just watching these people, these repressed people, work through their things. It's really mm-hmm. interesting, and it's yeah. it's an incredible show. And for me, uh, that's it. Really, is that debate between The Wire, Breaking Bad, Mad Men? I think all three of those shows have kind of surpassed The Sopranos because looking back at The Sopranos, people remember it for its high points, but not for its low points. You're right. And yeah. uh, I, you know, it started off so great, like the first season of The Sopranos. I would put up against anything, but beyond that point, it like kind of meanders a, a bit lot. Sloppy. It gets a little bit sloppy. You're right. There are yeah. entire seasons where it seems like they don't have anything. There's like there's no motivation. They're making it because it's the number one right. show on television, right. <laughs> and they they have to do they, they have were, to submit something in order to pick up their Emmys. There were definitely a lot of a lot of things that didn't make sense about that show, um, especially like the dream sequences. And yeah, stuff. I don't want to like, go to it. I don't want to. Yeah, spoil yeah, anything okay, for right, for people yeah. may not have seen that. But yeah, yeah there there's the yeah. dream sequences you can reference. I think went nowhere. Yeah, you're right. You're totally <laughs> they doubled right. back over a lot of things that they had ex- that they had already expressed subtextually throughout the season yeah. or throughout the series, and they just like doubled back on it. Like, yeah, we already know that about him. Why are we doing this? But yeah, yeah. So uh, I would say it's on the Mount Rushmore, but it's the littlest head. Yeah. The other um, three, I think, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and and, and the Wire. Uh, I still can't. This pick. is going to be like a really interesting top five television shows. Uh-huh. You know, like when we have our top five uh, favorite shows, mm-hmm. this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, they're um, all going to be the same. They're probably going to be the same, but yeah. uh, but it's going to be yeah. Mad Men, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, well, The we Wire, and really? Awesomeness. I, I, don't or... get too far ahead of yourself, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it'll and be. Punked. It'll be a fun uh, uh, and punt. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be 
It'll be a fun discussion, man. Man, I can't like I seriously can't believe how much we we talked about today. Yeah, um, I know who who knew we would have so much to say about. Seriously, yeah. Arguably the greatest show. Ever. Yeah, I know, like, <laughs> we, we had so much to say. You know what? It's a shame, man. It's over. Breaking Bad's done. Um, hopefully, we'll have another show like this to talk about sometime soon. Do you have any contenders? No. You don't think. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I love that oh, show so much. Yeah, it's a great show. But, but I mean, it's like that's a successor to Thirty Rock, really. Yeah, but no, no nothing right now. I've heard um, one that I've heard put up in that one. I'm very. I mentioned it before. I wrote about it on our Facebook page a while back. Yeah, it started very slow to the point the where bridge? I was like, the bridge. Oh shit! It started very slow to the point where I was like, I probably shouldn't have hyped it as much for you guys and should yeah. try to sell it to you guys. <laughs> And then, like, halfway through the season, I would say, like, it's a 13-episode season. Yeah. And I would say, like, six episodes in. Like, the first six episodes are like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. And then they kind of, like, flip. There's, like, a big mystery in the first half. And then they essentially solve the mystery midway through the series. Yeah. And then it becomes, like, a game of chess between the two forces. Yeah. And it gets really interesting. And given the fact that Breaking Bad wasn't Breaking Bad in its first season... I could potentially see the bridge becoming the next really? break. Yeah. Interesting. If because now they've totally shifted the focus of the show and now it's all about the lost girls of Juarez. And that's gonna be kind okay. of the, the, the whole the driving force yeah, of the whole show. Of the show. All right. Which is a really interesting subject, something that's not really explored much in, in you know, American media. Yeah. But is obviously it's a very huge thing in Mexico. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they, definitely. It's, a, it's a major issue and and the fact that they're and they have such great actors. I mean, yeah. uh, the the main the main actor, now his name is slipping my mind, but he was uh, nominated for a best uh, actor academy award for A Better Life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. his name is slipping my mind, but yeah, he's we talked about it before, so incredible. Yeah. The, the cast is so great yeah. and I'm really looking forward to seeing where that show goes. So yeah. that's a contender. Other than that, I don't really know what What's yeah, setting that's up their it. Play? That, really I mean, AMC else. is really running out of options here. Yeah. Every show they put out but has it, failed. It's funny that you say that because, like, AMC was like a nothing network up yeah. until, like, they started stepping it up, and now, like, people are expecting so much from them, right. even though they came from nowhere. Well, because every other show, they, they like, now they are, like, the place. They're yeah. competing with HBO. It's pretty incredible. It's a good problem to have, I guess. As yeah, that network, is a, right? it is a pretty good one. Yeah. But the thing is, they're getting a lot of at bats because you could put Low Winter Sun on yeah. after Breaking Bad. Right. You could put uh, what was that other one I, that I actually liked? Crap, one? the spy one. I don't know. I, they they got one season out of it. It was super slow. They put it on after Mad Men. Uh, it's not the with Rubicon. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was like a spy thing called oh. Rubicon. I loved it. It was really it was like really slowly paced, and they put it on after after Mad Men, so it got that bump. Because right. you have hit shows like that in The Walking Dead, yeah. they're going to get a lot of opportunities to launch shows yeah. with an audience. Uh, they all just seem to kind of fade away. Alright, that's about it guys. Let us know what you feel about the finale and Breaking Bad in general. You can email us, podcast at somecinema.com. Um, we have a Facebook website, um, so you can just search for us, Something Cinematic and you'll find us. Yeah, where um, if the next great show appears, I will then write a little blur about it to get you people to watch it. So <laughs> right. stay tuned to the Facebook page. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm always posting on a Facebook, but Mike never does. So uh, <laughs> we got to urge Mike to do that. And follow us on Twitter, SomeCinema.com. You can find all of our shows on iTunes and our website, SomeCinema.com. So please listen to those if you, if you have a chance. Leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, that's about it, man. Cheers. We're uh, tearing up this whiskey. And uh, sorry if I've been slurring a little bit. You're going to hear a couple of songs. One of them is Baby Blue. 
by Badfinger, which is the the last song that was played during Breaking Bad. And I'm also going to play Negro y Azul, The Ballad of Heisenberg by Los Cuates de Sinaloa. Thank you guys so much for listening. Get a hold of us in all those outlets, like I mentioned. And we'll talk to you later. Yes, I got what I deserve. See you.